It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Now, you don't know it yet, but you are listening to History in the Making while you are listening to this show. We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man, yet as mortal as his own. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Censored by the mainstream media, the destroyer of fake news, and your host of The Rundown Live, Kristan T. Harris. Welcome to another edition of the Rundown Live, rundownlive.com. I'm your host, Kristan T. Harris, and we're here with our co-host, Don Vi Jr., and we have an exciting show for you guys today. Make sure that you guys are getting in the chat. You can watch video at rockfin, R-O-K-F-I-N.com, forward slash the Rundown Live, as we have now left the YouTube world. Yep, we have left YouTube officially. We are no longer going back. Uh, also, uh, KGRADB.com. They have a 3D free trial right now. Go to the website, KGRADB.com. That's our digital distribution. Like people have radio stations or like terrestrial radio. We reach, you know, 8,000, 10,000 people in this local community. Well, digital broadcasting is the new way people are doing it. You can get us on iHeartRadio. Spotify is big right now. You're finding the rundown live there. You can download our free app. It's available in the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store. Just search the Rundown Live or RundownLive.com. And we have a very special guest with us are coming and joining us here at the bottom of the first hour today. Don't we, Don? Yes, we do. Yeah, my good friend and co-founder of the Free Thought Project, Jason Bassler, will be joining us. We'll be talking about a bunch of cool stuff. I'm really excited to have him on the show. Yeah, Jason Bassler, I mean, the Free Thought Project in general uh, is kind of like an it, – it's a throwback for me because – I remember on the very first fake news list that came out that the Rundown Live was on by the LA Times, it also featured the Free Thought Project. Hey, oh. so we're we're, jail, we're, we're jailmates. <laughs> yeah, man, shared cell. You know, it's, it's all fake news, right? Uh, even though Russia Gate was four years of scamming, we were finding out amongst every uh, other things. But there's a lot going on in the news that we're going to get into. I don't know how long Jason will be staying with us. He may be joining us for sixty minutes, uh, maybe ninety minutes. Um, but uh, there's some pretty interesting stuff going on in the news today. And some of that stuff you can find at the rundownlive.com, our website. But the first story I wanted to get into, and then we could jump into the whole Facebook thing because everyone's talking about Facebook, right? Oh, yeah. This is breaking. A.G. Merrick Garland as or, orders FBI to mobilize against anti-CRT parents. This is from Information Liberation website. And basically, Attorney General Merrick Garland is uh, basically telling the FBI to 
spy on parents speaking out at school board meetings against critical race theory because it's or the anti-white critical race theory being taught in public schools. The FBI hasn't done anything about the post-Floyd riots, explosion, and crime, which has led to additional 4,901 homicides last year. But parents organizing against critical race theory brainwashing need to be aggressively shut down. The FBI is now going to be targeting them. Oh, wow. Uh, what is he sourcing actually? Because I'm not a big fan of uh, information liberation because of a, a number of times. What, what, is that by uh, Chris, their their main guy? Yeah. So this is Chris, yeah, Christopher F. Rufo, and he actually has an a, a, a Office of Attorney General uh, signed PDF that he linked. Okay. Okay, I always just like to double check with IL because reasons. <laughs> oh, I totally understand. And for me, I've talked about this on the show. You should always check your sources. And even though I may not like a source, if the data is correct, exactly. the credibility of the site doesn't really matter as long as it's links to the appropriate articles and the information is there. And yeah, he I 100%, to- 100% agree. Uh, and here it is, a memorandum for the Director, Federal Bureau of Investigation. Uh, it says, in recent months, there has been a spike of, in harassment, intimidation, and threats of violence against school administrators, about board members and teachers, staff who participate in vital work. And these, and here, listen, I don't understand this though. So these parents are upset because there's uh, pedophilia programming in the education system. There's grooming with rape culture. They have books about, and it all frames minorities as, uh, a lot of it reflames minorities as, uh, incestual rapists of their children. Uh, this was my first, uh, you know, gay experience per se. And not that I'm against people choosing the life that they want to lead. These are children we're talking about. It isn't the education's job to teach your children at, you know, in kindergarten how to use, you know, sex toys. And that's what we're coming to with the CRT. Not only that, the sentiment is, is if you're Caucasian, well, then you're racist, and I don't agree with that either. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's really sickening the kind of stuff that school boards are now trying to push on children. I mean, here in Virginia, um, we have Terry McAuliffe, who's one of our former governors, uh, running for governor again against uh, Glenn, Glenn Youngkin. And uh, I'm not a fan of either of those guys because they're, uh, they're both D-bags as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but um, McAuliffe, they, they're, I think they're, I guess they were having a debate or something. And, uh, he goes on record. He was like, I don't think parents should be, te- should be dictating to the schools what they teach their children. I'm like, Are you kidding me, my guy? It's how, how far we have strayed from, uh, you know, just basic common sense of, you know, maybe parents should have a little bit of say over what their children are being taught because, you know, that those are their kids. They're not the state's kids. The children do not belong to the state. And, um, at the end of the day, you know, schools are, uh, indoctrination centers for the state. They're funded by the state stealing our money and, uh, their curriculum is handed down by the state. Thanks, Reagan. Um, it's, it's crazy, man. It is. And I like, so it says the letter follows the National School Board Association's request to classify protests as domestic terrorism. So if you're concerned, about your children's education and that they're building. Because basically, from my understanding, education no longer matters in, under CRT, per se. It's all about developing communist activists that are against and hate this country. And, uh, you know, at any level that you can, propagandize the children and make them a good Marxist socialist. And as we know, these are ideas so good that they have to mandate them. 
Uh, the people just don't want them. They're just socialism has always been that way. People don't want it, and then they have to mandate it because it's such a great idea. And it's always capitalists that seem to be funding these commie ideologies. Uh, the Rockefellers um, funded the People's Revolution, which is a, a offspring of Adam Weishaupt utopianism, and they really focus on communism as a form and a solution. In all reality, they're just a useful arm of propaganda, and uh, you know actually mobilizing activists. That's what it really comes down to. But just think about that. If you don't like how your teacher indoctrinates your child and you speak out about it at a, at a school meeting, like they, I literally watch videos of mothers reading out of the books that their mm -hmm. children were giving at the age of 11 to read. They have sexualization and teachers were trying to prevent them. They're like closing the books of the parents and saying, don't say that we're streaming. We're going to get banned. It, I mean, that's, that's what we're getting at is that the, the school can dictate it, but when you bring awareness to it, they don't want you to know because it destroys and separates the children from the parents. You're absolutely right. Melissa Harris-Perry, your children will belong to the community. We have to stop thinking they belong to you. And that's Plato. That's communism. Plato believed that all women and all men belong to each other and that if children were had out of, had out of wedlock, the state would raise those children. And that's what we have right now is the state trying to raise our children as uh, they indoctrinate them. And then they wonder why nobody under 30 uh, is attending, you know, religious events anymore. It's because this atheistic communism is a sentiment. And the real ideology is that if you believe in any deity, whether it's Thor or Odin or uh, Jesus Christ, that you're mentally ill for believing in an invisible deity per se. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I mean, we covered this before about how essentially the um the education system is just it's it's essentially what we're seeing now. I mean, it's always been kind of trash, but now it's really being seized by this whole great reset agenda. And, and we're seeing a whole new wave of absolutely insane uh, totalitarianism take shape. Yeah, absolutely. But that kind of just, I just thought it was important to talk about this because we've been talking about so, and it's just so weird that now if you don't agree with your children's education, you're now considered a domestic terrorist and teachers are worried because you know what? It's okay for BLM to go to people's houses and shout and yell them out. But when parents go at teachers' homes because they're unhappy with the education, they're domestic terrorists. It's just as a double standard that they have here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a complete double standard. I mean, that's how the federal government always tends to operate. Um, you know, they, they capitalize on polarizing people against each other. So it's not even like you know, people get stuck in this trap thinking that like, you know, okay, so if the government lets one group do something, but lets the other group not do it, then they have to be in favor of the group that they let do something. And that's not always the case. Like with Black Lives Matter, for example, like if you really look, well, first of all, like I've talked about this before, there's two different, like people need to differentiate between Black Lives Matter, the grassroots group that is typically always censored and shut down. And the Black Lives Matter Inc. incorporated type of people that are always propped up and put up on CNN that are the they're openly Marxist and hypocritical. Um, there is a differentiation between those two. And like the federal government choosing to do certain things to prop up, like, say, BLM Inc., not necessarily meaning that they support the movement of the grassroots, but they want to use it to polarize people against each other. Because, I mean, if you look at the United States federal government, it is. Uh, inherently based off of the systemic white supremacy um, from hundreds of years back. But that's their that's their playbook is they'll take two things 
and they'll pit it against each other and they'll play favorites with one thing, even if they don't really uh, support it specifically just to get the people riled up because at the end of the day, that's their goal is the division of trying to put the people, the working class people against each other. So they're not opposed to these insane communist fascist type of ruling class authoritarians that really only care about one thing that's money and power. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. And there's another quick article I want to mention just real quick. January 6th rioters exploited little known capital weak spots, a handful of unreinforced windows. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because I was by the windows and mm-hmm. people somebody somebody decided to place half cut coconuts in front of each windowsill. I have it on video. And I wonder it makes me wonder if the FBI informants. We're, we're nice enough to leave, you know, half-cut coconuts because they understood that was the weak point. How would the protesters know that? Because they literally, they had half-cut coconuts and they left them by the windows. I, it's like out of the anti That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's you. really weird. I mean, I was talking about um January 6th just the other day. Um, I shared this. Uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano wrote this good piece for Lou Rockwell asking, uh, you know, what did the FBI know? And let me see if I can pull it up, actually, because I made several points, um, you know, about what did the the FBI know, because there are a number of things. Let me see really quick. Listeners, while you're looking for that, I was when I got up to the Capitol building covering it and uh, it was about two thirty, two fifteen. Things were going on for about 30 minutes of uh, Ashley Babbitt was just shot. Um, we had all that going on and people were upset, but it was interesting to me. And I pointed it out in my video that somebody had placed half cut coconuts in front of all the windows. Like they're just saying, here's this tool, go ahead and use it guys. But nobody was using it. So my question is, is some, did somebody strategically place those theirs? And I'm wondering if they were Antifa informants and, or just maybe, uh, you know, it had to be somebody, somebody knew that coconuts are tough. And that they had the ability to break windows. That's all I'm saying. And it, and they cut them perfectly in half so that people could use them. And people were saying, break the windows, break the windows. People yeah. were just, not oh, to mention, right? not to mention just how odd it is. I mean, who the hell brings coconuts, not just coconuts, <laughs> but half cut coconuts to a political yeah. protest? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> break the windows with the coconuts. Yeah. Blows my mind. Blows. Yeah, so here it is. I found it. Um, is an article from Lou Rockwell written by Judge Adrian Napolitano. It says, what did the FBI know? And uh, in my caption when I shared it, I made several points. I said, uh, Andrew Napolitano writes for Rockwell and raises legitimate questions about the 1-6 incident and the recent admission that the FBI did have an undercover informant amid the Proud Boys, which I emphasize to be a known controlled opposition group. Compounding from Judge Knapp's commentary, I raised the same questions but with further detail – what the feds were and were not aware of uh, is in is indeed a pertinent question, because here's what we know. We know, thanks to reporting from the gray zone, that a known agent provocateur, John Sullivan, was at the forefront of inciting uh, violence in amidst the incident. We know via statements from a whistleblower within the Washington, D.C. Police Department, which we also covered at the Free Thought Project. Uh, that off-duty officers were inside the mob infiltrating the Capitol building. We know uh, from the Washington Post that an FBI field office in Virginia released a report on January 5th warning of potential violence during the rally at the Capitol, but security was not increased. Uh, we also know at the same time the FBI was investigating a potential terror threat against the Capitol from Iran, 
uh, for, uh, guess retaliation for the assassination of, uh, uh, think General Soleimani. Um, and still security was not increased. We know, uh, via re- a report from the Army Times, which is the primary, uh, news outlet for the United States Army, that a U.S. Army psychological operations officer led one of the groups attending the January 6th rally. That one sticks out because now we have confirmation via the Army Times that a PSYOP officer was leading one of the groups uh, at the rally. And uh, we know uh, from a report from the New York Times. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That the Capitol Police were ordered to stand down and not engage riot control units. Uh, furthermore, we know from video evidence reported by the Free Thought Project that Capitol Police were, in fact, documented opening barriers and deliberately allowing the mob inside we know, as confirmed by NPR, reporting statements from ex-Capitol Police Stephen, uh, ex-Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sund, that contrary to statements made in the aftermath, there were six requests made for National Guard support before and during the incident, which were all denied. You know, all of these paint a very harrowing picture of something much more sinister happening than just a bunch of rowdy folks, you know, getting lucky and breaking a few windows. It really looks like something else was occurring. So I always said when, when I said uh, on the show that I had a f- weird feeling, you know, the crusader instinct, you have that energy, you feel like the, you, you know, they talk in words, they're like, there was an odd wind. Something was not right. Yeah. I got that feeling. And, and I'm not the only person that had that feeling there. And what it looked like to me is they staged it. They allowed things to happen to justify and go after political enemies and identify anyone of this growing resistance against Marxist, uh, Marxism and communism and this uh, current agenda of globalism as some form of an extremist. So that's how it was used at the very least. We need to know that for sure. And if they were led into it, uh, it's funny because people are just trying to occupy. Yeah, they're trying to go in there. They were trying to prevent the vote. They wanted to be heard. And you know what? You barricade yourself in. It starts to look like a, uh, you know, insurrection amongst other oh. things. And they literally, it was theater. It was like almost like it was scripted. And that's what yeah. we're finding out. It was somewhat scripted and influenced by government. Exactly. And, you know, you, I find it interesting, you know, we're still talking about the Jan, you know, they are still, you know, they're pointing to the January 6th thing is, oh my God, this awful thing that happened when, in reality, the only person that died was because of the state shooting an unarmed woman, regardless of whether or not you agree with her being there. She was unarmed. She was gunned down by an agent of the state. So first of all, where are all those anti-police people now that an unarmed individual is gunned down by a cop? But secondly, 
they're raising all sorts of hell about January 6th. We, we're not hearing anything about when Antifa literally took over an entire town in, what was it, Portland, Oregon, and <laughs> shut it down. Oh, <laughs> you can't talk about that. We're, we're, that's that's heresy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this kind of, you know, it's interesting. Speaking of shutting things down, and it's a little odd to me, but for six hours yesterday, the world had no Facebook, had no Instagram. And there were some other anomalies that people mentioned that there was apps. Uh, I can't remember. What, what are some of the popular messaging apps that are out WhatsApp. there? WhatsApp. WhatsApp was down. Was down. Uh, I think they're owned by Facebook. There was also anomalies on Twitter. Twitter was lagging. And uh, as well as I saw that Amazon's uh, cloud server was hit, um, Twitter was experiencing an issue. And I read, because uh, I was reading all these updates from Mint Press News, they had put a thread on Twitter. Apparently, even the badges for Facebook employees to try to get into their headquarters, the badges were malfunctioning, and people couldn't get inside the building. Yeah, but there was an app that nobody thought of that was used by protesters to send text messages. It's like a text messaging app, and it wasn't Signal, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Uh, it's another popular one where they can send messages, and they have little uh, message groups so everyone can get links in this modern-day censorship. Uh, but that went down as well, and it wasn't supposed to be affiliated with Facebook, but it made some people think that maybe it was. So I forgot what that was. But anyways, Facebook is alive, and I saw these memes come alive. Like, how did you guys, in, you know, <laughs> enjoy this? And then there's articles out there now saying, well, this is almost like a real life uh, experiment uh, to see what would happen during a wartime. Because if there's some kind of giant protest, they may want to shut the internet down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost like it's a uh, a dry run for the internet kill switch that we've heard about for so many times. Yeah, it's interesting. So you provided some articles on Facebook, and I got one of them up on the screen here. Um, Facebook is a live DNS issue being resolved after six hours of darkness, and uh, Facebook whistleblower claims profit was prioritized over clamping down on hate speech. Yeah, see, that's, that's what I was talking about right before uh, we went live. It's, I find it really interesting, and a lot of other people have pointed this out too. You know, there's, um, Facebook whistleblower is set to testify today uh, in front of Congress. I think she might have already have. I don't know if it was what I was reading was like Central Standard Time, Pacific or Eastern Time, but it says something about uh, 9 a.m. So she might have already done the testifying. Um, but, uh, she was set to testify again today, and then on Sunday night, she went on 60 minutes, which is, that's what that, uh, picture is from on the the article is a screen cap from the 60 minutes interview and she's talking about censorship she's talking about how the company prioritizes profit over you know doing what's right and protecting free speech and whatnot so it's just really interesting of course correlation does not equal causation but it's really interesting timing that they experienced the worst outage since 2008 shortly after this yeah, that is bizarre, and people want to speculate, but the truth is we don't really know for sure yet. Uh, could there have been uh, some nefarious things going on? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, did Zuckerberg not do enough to curb hate speech, and did he didn't go as far as YouTube and others, or was he prioritizing profit, and uh, he allowed you know certain viewpoints on the website, or he just uh, didn't even protect freedom of speech. Uh, he'd rather make the profits than... Just, uh, you know, 
have a free speech platform, but that's what's killing Facebook. It's mm-hmm. this idea that you have to be censored on anything you you know you say. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't been put in jail for a long time. It's weird to me. The last time they banned me was in um let's see that would have been january 6th i posted a meme of the dude that got into the capitol dressed like a barbarian <laughs> oh yeah that guy you remember and yeah he posted a meme and it was a custom meme somebody saw that i was there and while i was there uh rachel haywire cultural futurist and artist made a meme and i posted it and it said the rundown live and it showed the guy with the horns and it said something about taking over the Capitol. I was like, <laughs> I, I speaking of memes, I just sent you one that I made, uh, last night actually about the whole Facebook thing. I don't know if you were able to pull it up or not, but I thought it was really funny. <laughs> it was, uh, because anybody that knows, uh, about memes, you know, like the, the dancing pallbearers from like Uganda or wherever it was, you know, the dudes dancing with the casket, um, so you got like Facebook plastered over the casket and it's like Twitter, Rockfin, or not Twitter, Telegram, Rockfin. Um, Telegram, that's the one that went down last night. Did it? Yeah. So I got messages from a bunch of people saying the Telegram was down too. And it's funny because all these activists were using it. And if Facebook owns huh. it, that would be a little odd, wouldn't it? Well, that's the thing. Facebook doesn't. Uh, Telegram is actually, it's uh, owned by a Russian company. So we think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we think. Oh. But it, it could have been just a coincidence. Like you mentioned Amazon, but there's other things that were affected and people are just trying to correlate it and not quite sure. Just an interesting pattern. But yeah, Facebook, man, I don't know. I don't think it's salvageable. I think the way everything is going is people need a new platform. We talked about this a little bit with Parler yesterday and how they were afraid of all these people jumping ship. So they had to shut it down. Um, and it, it was growing and they said, well, you know, uh, maybe freedom of speech isn't such a great thing because they really want to indoctrinate people and have us uh, censored on the Internet. And it won't be long till they have Internet 2.0 and they force us into one of these Internet gulags. Yeah, I mean, it's just like we were talking about yesterday, the whole Internet of Things, um, you know, tying into the Smart Cities Initiative and this whole rising technocracy that they've been pushing for with the World Economic Forum and the Davos Agenda. So this whistleblower said that the thing I saw at Facebook over and over again was that that there were conflicts of interest between what was good for the public and what was good for Facebook. And Facebook over and over again chose to optimize its interests, like making more or like making more money. Facebook mm-hmm. has realized if they change the algorithms to be safer, people will spend less time on the site. They'll click on less ads and they'll make less money. When uh, when we live in an information environment that is full of angry, hateful, polarizing content, it erodes, uh, it erodes our civic trust. It erodes our faith to each other. It erodes our ability to want to care for each other. The, the version of Facebook that exists today is tearing our society apart and causing ethnic violence around the world. And I think that's because it fits a very slighted viewpoint. First of all, I, I got a little bit to say on this real quick. Uh, the idea that before Facebook started censoring people, why did they need to censor people? They had a great platform, which when I would go live, I'd reach hundred, like with 30,000 followers or 50,000 followers, I'd have hundreds of people watching the rundown live live. And now we can't get one or two people. How is that better? Well, it's better because it doesn't allow people to have some kind of you know, revolution per se. We The world was leaning very libertarian. All the news that was getting aggregated was very free thought, free thinking, 
Think for yourself. Do your own research. Uh, independent news sites. It wasn't controlled information. So the CIA and all these organizations definitely felt like they're losing grip on the ability to control and social engineer the public. Uh, so Facebook, which is a, you know, Stasi wet dream of metadata collection and information has been used basically to clamp down and propagandize people on the solely liberal information. And if you're part of the mainstream, guess what? The algorithms aren't set the same for them as they are for us. And they're not there. Guess what? You know, if I make a mistake, I get a 90 day ban. But if the mainstream media makes a mistake, nothing happens. I get held to higher standards than the mainstream media. And they're they're their reporters go to college for it. And they, yeah, they're, they're the ones that are supposed to be the arbiters of truth. And yet when they deliberately propagate fake news, they get a slap on the wrist. They get a pass. Yeah, that being said, we're heading to commercial break. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. We're here with Don Vi Jr. co-host, as well as Jason Bassler will be joining us right across the bend. Don't go anywhere. Get in the Rockfin live chat, rockfin.com forward slash the rundown live. We'll be back in just a few. What is that? A deer? Is that a bear? Wait. Is that a person? At night, your vision drastically changes. Imagine thermal imaging and the ability to see clearly up to 1,000 yards at night. That ability is a reality with AGM Global Vision, offering high-quality thermal and night vision optics. Get crisp and clear images that are Wi-Fi compatible, recordable, and storable. AGM Global Vision has an extensive range of quality-made rifle scopes, clip-on systems, spotting scopes, binoculars, goggles, lasers, and infrared illumination. Get the edge at night with crystal clear sight. Call 928-333-4300 or visit agmglobalvision.com. Use promo code TSL and get 10% off. That's agmglobalvision.com. Folks, this is very important information. What's to be said about CBD? AncientLifeOil.com. Our CBD is made from hemp and has 0.003 THC, which means this wonderful product won't get you high. No matter what amount you take, what does CBD do for the body? My hands are tied. But you can Google CBD benefits and be astounded. When you're finished reading, you'll want to log on to AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com and purchase. Life is good when you feel good. People are tired of pain. People are asking for non-GMO organic products to help them with (laughs) you fill in the blank. Legal in 49 states, and again, our CBD is made from hemp. Ancient Life Oil is about helping people one by one by one. If you wonder how good the product is, the CEO takes it every day without miss. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Have a great day. Hey everyone, Kristan T. Harris here, inviting you to watch my show, The Rundown Live, weekdays from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on KGRA Digital Broadcasting Network. Tune in to hear news you won't hear anywhere else. Feed your brain and grow ideas. A birthday without her mom. An anniversary without her husband. Her wedding day without her dad. These are the days when military families feel it most of all. The loss of their soldier, their sailor, their airman, their marine, their coast guardsman. 
Families never forget their loved ones lost to war or illness or suicide. Families never forget. And neither do we. We are TAPS, the Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors. We provide resources, support, and comfort to heal the hearts and meet the needs of grieving military families, all at no cost to them. Your generosity can make an enormous difference in the lives of the families of our fallen military heroes. Our military families need to know they are not alone and they are not forgotten. Show them your support at TAPS.org. Hi, folks. These uncertain times can cause uncertain gut slowdown. Worry and fear can wreak havoc on our digestion, making it hard to feel optimum. Bloating, less energy, and occasional constipation can slow you down in your daily activity. Try Life Change Tea to get the tea.com. Life Change Tea can help get things moving so you can get that boost of energy you need. Life Change Tea helps protect and defend your health from intruders. It's a weird time right now with all the uncertainty, so gear up and defend your health. Where do you go to purchase? Log on to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. The specials are on the front page, and we have numerous supplements to help combat intruders. It's time to take charge of our health and to feel better in life. It's time to live. Again, getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Getthetea.com. It is so worth it. Get the T T E A dot com. Your official contact for the best alternative talk on the planet. KGRADB dot com. Censored by the mainstream media, the destroyer of fake news, and your host of the Rundown Live, Kristen T. Harris. Rundown Live, rundownlive.com. I'm your host, Chris Don T. Harris. I'm here with our co-host, Don Bay Jr. And if you guys are there, make sure you guys are getting in the chat. You can find us at rockfin, R-O-K-F-I-N.com, forward slash the Rundown Live. We're also live on the KGRADB.com members only app. So don't forget to sign up. They have a three-day free trial, our distribution. You can listen to us on Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, just about anywhere podcasts are found. But if you want the live feed or our syndication is KGRA, make sure that you're getting in there. Let your local stations know to pick up this broadcast. And we got a special guest joining us here in the bottom of the first hour here, uh, Jason Bassler. Jason Bassler has been an activist for a very long time. Uh, he's actually uh, did a lot of the same stuff that we did here at the Rundown Live, especially early on. We did a lot of cop blocking and watching the police and filming the police as the Rundown Live was an offshoot of cop block in the early days. And we ended up started talking about other things than just police brutality. After a while, we wanted to talk about, you know, you have artists on and musicians and everything else. So we, we kind of branched out, but I wanted to Welcome, uh, Jason Bassler, to the program. How are you doing today, sir? Doing well. Yeah, I enjoyed my little vacation yesterday, and uh, thanks for having me on, guys. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, no problem, man. Where'd you go on vacation? Uh, I went on vacation away from the internet for about six <laughs> hours. It was a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about that, man. Um, ironically enough, the, the whole Facebook outage for six plus hours or so is, uh, just so happens to occur right after the whistleblower testifies and goes on 60 minutes and starts talking about how Facebook decides to prioritize their, their, their profits and their conflicts of interest, uh, over top of the the benefit of what's actually good for the public so a lot of coincidental timing there huh yeah most definitely and it was almost like the the public got a taste of what you know we are used to which is these you know arbitrary bans for uh you know nonsense but um yeah as far as as that is concerned i've seen some talk about that uh so far on the internet this morning and i'd say that's an interesting theory you know i mean i, I can't discredit it at all um the problem i have with it is this isn't the first scandal or whistleblower to come out for Facebook, you know, um, and this one actually seems hell bent on talking about how much misinformation plagues the site. So I don't know. I almost feel yeah. like this whistleblower might be kind of more propped up by the establishment. So Facebook and big thinking. tech continue to to push their agenda. Uh, you know, I hate to be the naysayer in this conversation, but you know, yeah, no, there's just, right there. there's We're red just... flags. There's, there's red flags here with this one. And, you know, we just talked to a whistleblower, uh, uh, two weeks ago, excuse me, a Facebook whistleblower named Ryan Hartwig. And, uh, he's been blowing the whistle now for about a year, uh, since he left Facebook. And, you know, I, I would say his, uh, proof is much more comprehensive, yet the mainstream media didn't pick up on that because he was mostly focusing on how Facebook censors, uh, conservatives, although he does have some, uh, points to prove that they censor the left as well. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because Facebook hasn't gone as extreme as, let's say, YouTube. And I think that there's this uh, social uh, organizations that really have problems with that, that they're not getting giving the same strict censorship. Like we just left YouTube. I've had three channels banned there. Uh, I won with 20, 30,000 followers. Um, follow at first they demonetize you and then they put their own ads on there just to let you know who's boss. And then they go ahead and then they completely strip you on there. And they, to have 20,000 followers and having only one person seeing you're going live, they definitely have a form of censorship. And we were talking about how people like me and you and Don, we get held to the higher standards than the mainstream media. They don't get 90 day bans, 30 day bans to, you know, check mark violations. They, they literally have no accountability by social media except for in some rare occurrences like now Ron Paul had a channel banned from YouTube, you know. I would say it's even worse than that. I would say that these people who are, you know, make up the mainstream media, they're, they're actually dictating the fate of smaller publishers like ourselves. They've joined forces with Facebook as these, quote, third party fact checkers. And even up to uh, last week, you know, I've been debating with them every time we get a fact check. I send an email, a follow up email to the organization that's claiming the fact check to do an appeal. And, uh, you know, I go back and forth with these people over and over again. But right now, some, you know, 
pencil pusher, basically, you know, some some random guy who is assigned to be a fact checker at USA Today basically has control over our Instagram account because um, apparently we're we're misinformation repeat offenders. That's what they say. We've had 19 different strikes. Uh, this past one we got pushed us over the edge. So now our Instagram account, which is our largest account, it's 369,000 followers. Uh, so that's across all platforms. That's our largest account. And uh, now it's shadow banned. So I'll make a post and it, it won't even reach a thousand or won't even get a thousand likes, you know, in, within 24 hours. And uh, that account generally our fans on there and on Instagram are, you know, they resonate, our posts resonate with them. They, they seem to be, uh, you know, really enjoying them. So the fact that, you know, that's such a small like count, uh, it's, it's pretty discouraging. And yeah, once again, it just proves that these people, you know, it's all set up against us. The, the establishment, the mainstream media, social media, uh, network, you know, Google, Twitter, um, Facebook, they've all kind of coordinated this against smaller publishers like ourselves. Yeah, and the thing is, like, you know, a lot of people, they postulate this argument that's like, oh, they're a private company, they can do what they want. And as we've covered at the Free Thought Project, that's simply not true whatsoever. Um, for the listeners that aren't aware, um, we actually do have a lot of great articles at the Free Thought Project about that. Just look up uh, Facebook to government pipeline, and there's an article that exemplifies all of these uh, officials from within the federal government that have just kind of had this revolving door with executive positions in Facebook. And uh, there's another one that was put out shortly after the infamous purge of October 2018, which coincidentally we're coming up on the anniversary of, um, that shows the Facebook censorship and whom they coordinate with to facilitate said censorship is all done via the Atlantic Council, which is a neoconservative for, uh, you know, for people that think that, oh, it's this crazy liberal commie. It's, it's a neoconservative think tank that is coordinating with Facebook and the federal government to shut down free speech. And, uh, so it kind of shuts down the whole private company argument, especially once you dig deeper into it. I know Whitney Webb did a fantastic piece. Um, about Facebook's history, its connection with DARPA, how it was propped up with Pentagon money in the early days, and that little odd connection with the CIA's LifeLog program. So, yeah, not a private company. Well, you know, it's crazy to me because I remember uh, Mike and I, my former co-host, the Big P Zone, um, we were doing a live show and somebody called in and they're like, did you guys see this new website? And this was in 2014, uh, maybe even 2013, and it was called FakeNewsWatch.com. And we did a deep dive into it, and it was, like you said, it was a, a conservative from Illinois, a neoconservative who was trying to push bills locally and uh, nationally to uh, discredit certain news sources with news that they didn't like. Uh, mostly news sources that said, you know, that we funded Al-Qaeda, Mujahideen, all that kind of stuff. And then it went to something called Fort Liberty, and somehow some college professor decided that the Free Thought Project, the Rundown Live, and all these other independent platforms, Platforms aren't deemed credible sources. I don't know what kind of journalism course they uh, teach, but normally it's the information that matters, not where you get your news for, the facts that uh, are linked to so you can go do your own research. But they deemed anyone that seemed to be a competitor of the mainstream media fake news. It was under the guise of Russian collusion. And now we're seeing, according to a recent Substack article, that uh, you know Hillary Clinton's lawyer was indicted under a guise of basically uh, scamming the whole nation for four years on this Russian collusion. 
Asian thing. And there was no uh, course for us to regain our Facebook pages. Uh, we had ones that have lost over 2.3 million followers. And I know Jason over there, Free Thought Project, man, you guys had a ton of followers on Facebook, but it was all under the guise that we were Russian misinformation. We weren't getting any money. We weren't colluding with Russia. Man, I wish I had some money for for getting banned. That would have been nice, you know? Yeah, no yeah. kidding. It would probably help us uh, right now, <laughs> years after the purge. But yeah, Don, you're absolutely right. You know, um, Facebook, along with other big tech companies, have taken subsidies from uh, the federal government. Um, just a few months back, we reported the FBI actually got uh, private messages from Facebook regarding the January 6th uh, insurrection or whatever you want to call that. Um, even Jen Psaki, you know, even recently said that the White House was, uh, you know, helping Facebook uh, to deter misinformation. So, yeah, they're all in bed together. And, and the fact that, you know, people still haven't figured that out and, and they're still defending, you know, this, quote, private company, it, it blows my mind, you know, because all the information's out there. But, um, yeah, and regarding, you know, as far as the Russian collusion narrative, I mean, that didn't exist for the first, what, three or four years, at least the Free Thought Project is around. And I would say right around uh, 2017, Right when Trump won, right, we started seeing a couple different narratives. One was the Russian collusion narrative. The other one was the fake news mantra, which basically came out of nowhere, right? All of a sudden, these are two huge problems. And, uh, you know, we have to censor the Internet. We have to purge different uh, pay- Facebook groups and pages. And uh, let me also just remind everybody that we had not only our Facebook pages taken down, but we also had our Twitter account both of them, Police the Police and the Free Thought Project, taken down on the same day that Facebook took down our pages. So there's obvious collusion going on there. You know, they called us inauthentic coordinated behavior, but realistically, they were the ones who were coordinating this behavior behind the scenes. I didn't even know about um, our pages being down, being taken down until I actually saw a news article from the L.A. Times, which uh, printed it 20 minutes after the purge had happened. So mm-hmm. there's some kind of collusion going on here. I mean, you know, I'm just telling you, you know, observations and the evidence from my uh, perspective, you, you know, you guys could speculate all you want, but um, there is something going on here. Well, they had a, we're, we're, how did they know which websites were banned? It's like they, they were handed right. or sped it a list, which we were on as well. And I was on my way to hang out with Judith Baker, former alleged former lover of Lee Harvey Oswald down in Texas to do and cover a JFK rally which was pretty interesting. But uh, that's where I was when I first got a call. And they said, hey, check this out. We're in the L.A. Times. And then all of a sudden, for maybe about a month or two, there was circulation. These are the exact websites you should be reading are the ones right. that they're banning. And if you remember, that led to tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of uh, linked looks and views. And uh, it just uh, amazing to me how they want to social engineer everyone to only get their news from a left-right paradigm when there's so many more options out there for people to get genuine news. Uh, citizen journalism uh, is a big thing, and you guys have influenced uh, you know a lot of people. Uh, just look at all the articles and the traction that you guys are getting. But then we, it's it's they're so scared of two little guys like me, Mike and I were in a basement. Or, you know, two guys in a basement writing articles every day. They're so intimidated by just the citizen journalist, that they have to use Google, these giant Silicon Valley monsters and Facebook and Twitter to censor us because people identify with just normal people that don't have really a propagandized point of view. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we were thriving pre 2017. I mean, uh, there, there was about three years there where our traffic, you know, website traffic was through the roof. Um, some weeks we were reaching up to, you know, 40, 50 million people. Uh, we had, I have screenshots of all this too. You know, there was, uh, 40,000, 50,000 people coming in a week, you know, as far as new followers and new fans. I mean, we were thriving. People were hungry for this information. People wanted this information. And, you know, just like Alex Jones says, you know, there's war on for your mind. There is an info war going on right now. You know, it might not include guns and tanks and bullets, but there is a war going on right now. And, uh, yeah, they realized shortly after the election that they were losing that war and they were going to need to do something to stop it. And so that's when I, like I said, you know, they rolled out the Russia collusion narrative. That's when they rolled out the fake news narrative. And these were basically just proxies to sanitize the internet, just most, mostly like they've done with cable TV and, you know, other forms of communication. Now, uh, they, you know, they realized they had lost control. There was outlets like ourselves who were reaching Lots of people with counter-establishment information, and boy, they did not like that. They realized really quickly they were going to have to change things and take back control of the narrative, and they have, unfortunately. Yeah, well, the thing that I do realize is that even though they have stifled the reach of pages like ours, um, there are people are still incredibly hungry for this kind of information because we we see it happening all over the world people rising up against the government just um looking at what's happening in greece and uh especially with a lot of these protests in france so thankfully i believe people still are really hungry for this kind of information and maybe even have more of a fire it's just we're so damn stifled and shut down they can't find it unfortunately like that that's, that's the biggest thing and that's why after the um yesterday's uh, blackout of uh, Facebook, that's why I've been talking about why it is so important. Hopefully it makes people realize the importance of free speech alternatives like Telegram, like MeWe, like Minds, and uh, hopefully people start to realize that maybe it is a good idea to, to migrate away from these corporatist propaganda monsters. I saw quite a few of my friends move over to Telegram within the last 24 hours. Also, our uh, MeWe page uh, probably gained like 200 new followers. Um, so, yeah, I agree. It, that is where the future is, these decentralized blockchain, smaller alternatives. Uh, the problem is it's going to be tricky getting the masses off. And the masses are kind of our target audience in a lot of ways because people who are already politically polarized – Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There's not much of a chance of changing their minds or trying to kind of get in their ear with certain information and perspectives. It does happen occasionally, but I would say our target audience are more the people who are on the fence. So um, 
regarding earlier in the conversation, I feel like maybe that's another indicator why I don't really feel like Facebook coordinated their their sites going down because look, we've already had the Analytica scandal. I mean, we've had so many uh so many of these that it just seems like people don't care. People are content being on Facebook. People know Facebook's evil, much like they know the government's evil, but hey, they still keep complying. They still keep mm-hmm. continuing to be on these sites. And, uh, you know, until we see more of like a critical mass actually shift, um, I don't see, you know, any type of real threat to Facebook. Now, we did see that critical mass kind of shift after the election, this, this previous election. There was a, a huge um, gain of momentum over on Telegram, over on MeWe, but it was short lived, you know. So I, I appreciate and I applaud yourself, Don, for, uh, you know, trying to keep pushing people over in that direction. Um, I, I do believe Telegram has a lot of momentum right now, so I think that's going to be a worthy alternative. Um, but, you know, Minds is also a great platform, MeWe as well. So, yeah, hopefully we can, you know, kind of shepherd these people over. Yeah, and the thing is, um, when it comes to, like, people being content and complacent with government and content and complacent with, uh, with Facebook and social media, I really think a lot of it has to play into what I've talked about for years, and it is the massive psychological warfare that is being waged on the public. Like we mentioned earlier, there is a war on for people's minds, and it's precisely why I've made the point for a long time that people need to educate themselves about the tactic of psychological warfare, social engineering, behavior modification, because we're seeing that right now on a grand scale worldwide with the, the great reset. But when, if, with regard to Facebook and some of these other social media companies, I really think it harkens back to, if you remember, and I'm pretty sure we covered this or we, you guys did before I got on board, sure. um, covered, uh, that there was a whistleblower from Facebook that came out and basically admitted that the way the algorithm is is rigged is done so in a way to psychologically manipulate people with these like short hit dopamine driven feedback loops that kind of feed into their own echo chamber. So I, I like much like with people's complacency with statism and despite knowing the government is evil, continuing to vote for, you know, two corporatist monsters every four years. Um, it, it all goes back into psychological programming. And so, again, I will say, learn about psychological warfare, people. It's very important. Yeah, it's interesting that they wanted to direct attention away from anyone that was doing what the Free Thought Project was doing and other sites like it, Infowars, Natural News. We could go on and on about all these uh, anti-media. Nick Burnaby over there, another great person that's done a lot of hard work and uh, developed a great platform. They'd rather them go to 8chan and 4chan and get their news. And that's weird to me that a result is they got rid of all the gatekeepers and people are hungry. I agree with you guys 100%. But why is it that they allow them to go to 8chan and 4chan and believe QAnon and all this stuff, but the things that we talk about, which are rational and uh, can really change and, and impact the local community and our national psyche and social engineer people and get them back on track, that's more dangerous than people going into the internet ghettos and getting their news to them. Right. It does. Yeah. It, sorry. It certainly doesn't make sense. You no, know, it, it it's confusing, and I think they kind of want it to be that way. You know, the more they could kind of obfuscate uh, the truth and just any type of clear thinking, um, you know, the more they're going to win. 
So um, I, I would say, though, that the one good thing that this current recent whistleblower that's getting all the mainstream media attention right now, I think that is one good aspect of what she's saying is, is talking about the harmful feedback loops that you were just talking about, Don, and how it affects teens and their own self-image and self-worth and all that stuff. I mean, it, it's true, you know, and uh, if you look at the studies, if you've seen the, the documentary, The Social Media Dilemma, uh, I think that's what it's called. Um, you know, all these things, I mean, it, it rings true. You know, the, the problem with, for me, with her, this, this current whistleblower is the red flags that she's calling for more censorship and more, ins- and more, uh, crackdown on misinformation. So, but, um, to, to kind of carry on with that thought, and I, I think this is kind of a worthy point here is that it, it's not just the mainstream media that's putting out fake news, right? Let's just make that clear. It, it's both sides. It's it's the people who call themselves alternative media or indie media. You know, they're going to be they're, they're crying foul with the mainstream media. You know, the people on the right are saying, well, the mainstream media is a problem. The people on the left are saying, well, it's the misinformation sites that are a problem. They're kind of both the problem. I would say the mainstream media is probably a larger problem because they have more influence and control. But if you're cherry picking information and not verifying it if you're just kind of willy-nilly picking information cherry picking information from the internet for your echo chambers and for your feedback loops a lot of times that's not going to be the most accurate information as well so uh like don said learn you know psychological warfare uh do your own research it doesn't necessarily always matter where your information's coming from if you have the ability to discern and if you could cross check I mean, that's what it comes down to is uh, allowing people to pursue citizen journalism, which seems to be somewhat of a threat to the establishment because we're allowed to aggregate information faster than they can twist it. And by stifling and preventing that, that's how they're really uh, getting ahead. So it's interesting to see that people like uh, the Free Thought Project are still uh, around, are still doing well. And you got to support people out there like Jason Bassler. You guys need to go to the Free Thought Project and uh, consider contributing. Uh, we're coming across commercial break here in about three minutes, just giving you guys a heads up. Uh, but it, it's interesting. I want to get into kind of like the origin story of the Free Thought Project and how you guys and why you guys decided to start it. I know for me it was the Ron Paul uh, scenario. I was uh, uh, involved in the Ron Paul campaign in 2010, 2011, and I, I've witnessed a lot of the fraud on the right, uh, which made me go, boy, uh, the right is no different than the left, and there's no real difference between the two parties. We should have more than two parties. That's another thing. And having independent viewpoints, it seems like to be a dangerous thing in these days uh, of what we're seeing. And that's why we're here today. Uh, we've been blessed to have a different platforms and build new platforms. And it's a growing process, but I think it's a war that's worth fighting. That's why I'm here. That's why you guys are here. Uh, you guys feel like we can implement change. And, uh, you know, the, the censorship that has really prevailed has really uh, crippled a lot of us. Like you mentioned, after 2017, you saw numbers just drop, and I think everyone did. And it's scary to me that they have that much control. Uh, and when there are new platforms that are competing and starting to grow, they would like to think and ban them, especially after January 6th, they banned Parler when Facebook was mostly responsible for any kind of information disseminated. I was there at the Capitol covering events. Uh, we were talking about earlier how uh, the windows were the area of weakness, now the news says, but people were leaving coconuts, half-cut coconuts out by the windows, like, oh, look at this coconut shell by a window. What am I supposed to do with it? Somebody planted that there 
knowing that that might be a point of weakness. That's just an opinion. I don't know that for sure, but uh, it was, they were all over the place. So who, who cuts coconuts in half and brings them and plants them by the window and is then yelling, Oh, break the window, break the window. It's all there. It's interesting uh, how the mainstream narrative has gone to shift and identify anyone that it disagrees with as a domestic terrorist. So, and they weaponize these terms, anti-vax, alternative media used to mean independent media. Now it's alt-right and that you're an extremist or alt-left because they wanted to change that definition. And we need to identify as independent media and really focus on how we can join together and bring, you know, some more kind of revolution of information because you're right information is very muddled and we're the veterans here of identifying this stuff there's so many people out there that believe so much garbage it blows my mind by the way guys we'll be back after these messages from our sponsors don't go anywhere drop some comments in the chat rockfin we're live on facebook as well kgra db members only area and we'll be back with jason bassler and don vi jr after these messages from our sponsors don't go anywhere sometimes see them flying or running across the floor. Ooh, yuck. They're unhealthy, gross, and disgusting. Bugs. I loathe bugs. We keep a clean home, but occasionally bugs show up. Well, I found something that is tougher than bugs. Orange Guard. On contact, it kills ants, roaches, fleas, and a bunch of other bugs. Plus, Orange Guard is a residual repellent. All of the ingredients of Orange Guard are on the FDA generally recognized as safe list. Orange Guard may be used around food, humans, and pets. It's the clear choice. Look for Orange Guard in the clear bottle. It comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Plus, Orange Guard won't hurt the planet. Orange Guard, available at Ace Hardware and Whole Foods Markets. Hello, everyone. This is Bill Skywalker, producer at KGRADB.com. Make sure to visit the website and sign up to become a member for exclusive access to the video content for our shows in their entirety. Make sure to visit KGRADB.com if you want to see all the great shows on KGRADB.com. We hope to see you there, and we hope you enjoy all the great content on the website. Is that who I think it is? Yep, sure is. Did you hear he ditched the man cave and brought back the study? That's so sexy. (sighs) I love it when a man is educated and informed. He is so dreamy, always reading books and investigating history. Where do you think he works out? The library. (laughs) (laughs) He is so controversial, always talking about 9-11 being an inside job, the police state, constitutional rights, ancient history, government cover-ups, and how he thinks sports don't matter in real life. Oh, I love a free thinker who searches for truth. I love it when he feeds my brain. Mm. What's his name? Kristan T. Harris. (laughs) Tune in to The Rundown Live with Kristan T. Harris, Monday through Friday, 12 to 3 p.m. Eastern on KGRADB.com. 
you have the inside contact for Alternative Talk Radio. KGRATV.com. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Censored by the mainstream media. The destroyer of fake news. And your host of The Rundown Live. Kristen T. Harris. Rundown Live, rundownlive.com. We're here with Don Valle Jr. and Jason Bassler of the Free Thought Project. And if you guys have any questions for them, drop them in the chat. We're live on rockfin.com forward slash the rundown live. We're live in the kgradb.com members area as well as on Facebook right now. You can find us on the rundown live Facebook page. Uh, if you want the video, otherwise you can stream the audio via the KGRADB app. Uh, we're also live on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, Amazon. Uh, so if you got the little, uh, r- robot spy in your house, you could be like, Hey Alexa, listen to the rundown live. I'll probably deny you, but that's how a lot of you guys listen. I see the stats. So, uh, if you guys have the, the intelligent, uh, the artificial intelligence in the home, you're using it, use it for something good. Teach it about the Rundown Live, the Free Thought Project. Listen to the podcast. Go subscribe to the Free Thought Project. Send them some love. Send them some tips. Send them some money. Subscribe. Support independent news because if you don't support us, nobody else will. And it's not an easy battle, as you can hear. There's shadow banning, and it sounds sounds like some straight out of like some fictitious movie or this. And everyone wants to compare everything to Brave New World and 1984 and all these other books, but it, it's relevant. We we have AI coming out now that is controlling everything and uh, artificial intelligence being used and censorship, robotics. We covered it yesterday. All these uh, subjects and more. What are some of the top and most important issues at hand in your mind, Mr. Bassler? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, uh, let's see. Besides censorship, because I think that's, like we were saying, probably uh, one of the top, um, boy, where do we start, Don? I mean, here, let me <laughs> let me go down the Free Thought Project uh, article list here. Yeah, we'll no, pull it. But in all reality, um, I wouldn't mind getting into police brutality, police violence talk a little bit, because yeah. I feel like that is something that is still important, that's still happening, still very prevalent. And after the 2020 protests, the George Floyd protests, it seems like they've lost all momentum. It seems like our police, the police page barely gets any engagement anymore. Seems like people are kind of over it. They're desensitized and they're ready to move on. So, I, I mean, am I wrong? Have you guys kind of picked nope. up on that at all? There was an article that I found very disturbing just a few months ago that came out that wasn't so much on the brutality aspect, but it was these geofencing that they're using. So, like, during Kenosha, when I was covering events, 
they they actually ran a geofence of location data of every person that was there to find out exactly when and where they were during the during the protests. So they actually did some kind of military style uh, surveillance by following all our cell phone signals to know who was in what building and where they were going and what they were doing at that exact time in real time, which is interesting because I have understood that they have Stingray, Hailstorm technology and uh, the God's Eye technology, which is a more advanced version, more like uh, TiVo, uh, what Google Earth with TiVo-like capabilities in real time that the that they're working on. And, and it's scary, scary to me to see that the police still have hailstorm. They still have stingray and they can still spy and listen into your cell phone conversations and no one's saying, Hey, there's a problem with this. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that during, um, the George Floyd pl- protests, if, if y'all remember, they were actually using drones from, from ice, from immigration. They were flying military grade drones over top of, a, of a, I believe Minneapolis conducting surveillance on the protesters i mean it's absolutely insane that, yeah, um, yeah i was there they actually were shooting industrial grade fireworks at the drones <laughs> wow nice <laughs> well it's clever it's smart i mean yeah you know obviously they were shooting them at the drones so they couldn't collect the data and when i was in minneapolis it was just crazy and the drones were there they used there was drones in kenosha and the question is, is who has access to this footage and what is it being used for? And should the police have drones? Remember, there is no drone program. That was a, the lie we heard in like that was 2013, 2012. And now you can go to Best Buy and buy yourself a drone. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, speaking of being clever, they seem to continue to be escalating their tactics and not necessarily just violence. Right. So um, I'm sure you guys saw this, but there was a couple of reports recently, I, th- I think in Beverly Hills, maybe another place, but of officers actually turning on copyrighted music while cop watchers were questioning them and uh, had cameras in their faces. And it's actually pretty brilliant if you think about it. I mean, you can't, you know, once that music is in the background of your video, it's it's, it's very difficult to get rid of it, to filter it out. Most people probably don't have the time or technology, so they're incapable of actually uploading it to any kind of big tech site because of the copyright music that was in the background being played by the officers. So to me, that just is an indicator that as they continue to evolve with their tactics, we're going to need to as well. And that's the one big advantage that the state has over us is they're much more organized, right? Uh, so we'd have to be just as organized. We have to think of these clever responses to their, uh, you know, to their tactics. And, uh, I think it's going to be an ongoing game of, uh, you know, just, uh, cat and mouse. Absolutely. It's funny because when I was in J- at January 6th, when I covered the protest at the Capitol building, they were playing Thunderstruck by ACDC as loud as they could. And they had these gigantic Sony type speakers, just another odd coincidence that you know they're playing music to get things banned because they didn't want on the internet and i want listeners out there to think about this why would the police not want you to record them if they're not doing anything wrong why is it that you should not be able to like remember when dash cam came out they were a big deal cops hated them but now they're just like oh okay it benefits us because during an accident we can see what happened but it used to be a big deal where they would tell people to turn them off to turn them around uh there there's this whole 
uh, idea of authoritarianism that's still strained within our law enforcement. There's still a lot of violations of our Fourth Amendment. When we start getting into fusion centers and citizen threat scores, which is the predecessor to social credit scores, it starts to get a little frightening that they can take your picture, run it through a database, and it'll tell them everywhere you've been in the last 24 hours if they so chose. Or they can just look at your Google history, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Unfortunately. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, things have evolved. You know, they, the dash cam was controversial at one point. Um, even by like 2013, 2014, body cams were controversial and not too many departments had adopted them. Uh, luckily there have been more adoption, um, policies across the U.S. over the past, oh, five years or so. But what we've come to the conclusion of is that it's still not making a huge difference, right? There might be some cases here and there where we might be able to garner a little bit of information and transparency uh, from the body cam footage. But nine times out of 10, uh, they're problematic, you know, and it's just a Band-Aid to a much larger systemic issue. Uh, the problem with the body cameras is that they turn on and off on the officer's discretion. So, um, you know, th that's just one of them. Uh, the other problem is that they're not uploaded to a public server or the public has no uh, access to them. So it's usually, once again, at the department's discretion. Sometimes they don't even release the body camera footage, even when requested uh, by lawyers and the family members of victims. So um, there, there needs to be uh, even more regulation and more uh, fixes, I guess you could say for simple transparency measures just like that, you know, and, and again, most people think, wow, a body camera, like that's great, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of nuance to that conversation, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, those are the types of conversations that I think kind of get missed by the mainstream and more, um, picked up by smaller activists and outlets like ourselves, because, Hey, look, like we're trying to make some change. Like we want to see less violence from our publicly funded institutions. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, that, that's just one of many issues, but uh, that that's one that certainly needs to have a, a spotlight shined on it. Well, also, yeah, one thing the, that I've, oh, I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say real quick that it also prevents the police officer of having the ability to let you off if they so choose, because if they got you on cam camera committing a crime, they could be like, well, I got Jimmy smoking a doobie. Well, he's on camera. I got to arrest him as where before he could just allow him to go freely and there'd be no issues or somebody or if you pull somebody over for a basic parking violation or driving violation, they had more ability to be have judgment on whether to let you go. Now they're stuck with having to give you a ticket and gener generate more of that revenue. Um, but, and there's a lot of issues, even with uh, unmarked squad cars, which are illegal in a lot of areas. And people don't realize this because you can look it up. There's literally about uh, 30 to 40 arrests a year, people impersonating law enforcement. So how are you supposed to identify this person if they're a real law enforcement or not? If they got lights on and following you in an unmarked squad car, that's not clearly identified. It could be anybody, even an impersonator. And you could probably type in police impersonator arrested right now because I've done it multiple times, and you'll find news articles left and right of, of this happening. So there are a lot of questions there. Go, I apologize, Don. didn't mean to cut you off there. Oh, you're good, brother. Uh, what I was going to say is I've noticed that, and I'm sure we've all noticed, that as these sort of tactics evolve, and, and so we get, um, we get dash cameras, we get body cameras, 
the system tends to evolve legislatively to allow them to slip through more and more of these loopholes. Um, so it's like, you know, okay, well now we have body cameras to, and which have put a bit of an, an indentation to help prevent some violence, but then they just like they heighten the qualified immunity and it's like, well, now it doesn't matter because the system uh, or they pass the legislation that says, well, now we don't need to disclose body cameras if we don't want to. And so, you know, there's still like, for example, the murder of Duncan Limp. We still don't have that body camera footage. You know, when the the agents of the state decided to charge into his home at three o'clock in the morning while he's asleep next to his pregnant girlfriend and then shoot them, gun them down in his bed, shoot a pregnant woman because they're trying to seize his guns over this uh, tyrannical anti-Second Amendment red flag law. And, uh, you know, the lawyer and the witnesses all say that the police didn't even charge through the door first. They shot through his window, shot a man dead in his bed next to his pregnant girlfriend through his window. But they won't release the body camera footage because it's a uh, whatever their excuse is, a danger to the, to the department or ongoing investigation, whatever their, their excuse is. It's like, well, if you don't want to have people uh, protesting outside of your department saying, why did you murder this young man? Then be transparent if you have nothing to hide. Yeah, the same could be said about missing body body camera footage for Johnny Hurley as well, who is the hero out of Colorado who stopped a mass shooting by a deranged shooter who earlier in the day actually uh, made a post saying he was going to kill as many cops as he possibly could. Well, he ended up killing one. Johnny Hurley was in a business nearby, ran out with his handgun, uh, took down the shooter, and uh that after that, we don't know exactly what happened because even though there was surveillance footage, uh, police still haven't released it. But uh, the, the story that police gave us was that an officer responding to the call saw Johnny Hurley with the original gunman's AR-15 and opened fire and shot him. Now, that story is very hard to believe because Johnny Hurley, according to his friends, was a, a well well-known uh, gun enthusiast. He knew about gun safety, uh, gun protocol, and probably far too smart to ever pick up uh, a murder weapon, a crime scene in a crime scene. So the fact that police are still running with this narrative while not giving us any type of footage to actually, you know, corroborate their, their story, it's, it's, it's a red flag once again. And I think uh, this all brings us to a bigger problem and maybe a problem that doesn't get discussed enough. The institution of law enforcement is a monopoly. The institution of law enforcement is funded by our involuntarily extracted tax dollars. This means they have zero incentive to be accountable. This means they have zero incentive to be efficient, effective, or to ever change. So this is what we get when we don't ask for a product, but are yet are forced to pay for it. So I know some people are out there thinking and probably listening to me saying this and probably thinking, well, there's good cops out there. And I agree with that. There are some people who wear the badge and the uniform who are good people and they have good intentions, intentions as a law enforcement officer. However, when you're accepting stolen money to enforce victimless crimes on peaceful people, you're a gang member. You're not a good person. I'm sorry. And that brings us to the bigger economic problem with law enforcement is that they're always going to bend their rules. They're always going to break laws. They're always going to give themselves passes. They're always going to turn a blind eye because the institutional law enforcement isn't so, it's not accountable to the people if we can't economically pay for it voluntarily. 
So as long as they're getting paid through taxation, nothing's ever going to change. We could see every year, you know, George Floyd protests in city after city across the world. Nothing's going to change if the state is the one implementing law enforcement. So that is, to me, something that we really, really need to focus on because we've been protesting and asking for government reform within law enforcement for roughly 130 years now. Mm -hmm. 130 years. And you think one protest is going to is going to change things. So, yeah, the, the fact of the matter is we need to get away from law enforcement as the institution we need to have. And people always want to hear solutions. This is a solution. Neighborhoods voluntarily funding protection and security agencies that are actually accountable to the people, because if they're not, guess what? They're not going to be funded and they're not going to exist much longer. Of course, there's nuance to this conversation. I'm not saying there isn't, but. That's the path forward, folks. We can't continue to be, uh, you know, believing in and putting faith into law enforcement because that train is, is long gone. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. I mean, there's if there's one article that's exemplary of exactly what you're saying is uh, an article that Matt just wrote yesterday. For those that don't know, Matt, the editor in chief of Free Thought Project, Jason's uh, fellow co-founder, um, put out an article yesterday. There are hundreds of cops that are currently still collecting a check that have been convicted of sexual assault of rape and murder have been convicted, done time, got out, and they're still collecting, um, what is it? Pension, like police pension, you know, via those, as you stated, involuntarily extracted, in other words, stolen taxpayer dollars. Um, if that doesn't demonstrate how corrupt this system is, I, I don't know what does. Well, you know, the other uh, solution that somebody could throw out there is, if this money didn't come from these lawsuits and these money from the lawsuits didn't come from the taxpayer dollar, maybe they came from the police's pension, there'd be a lot less brutality, you know, yeah. twice about it. <laughs> True. We'd still be contending with victimless laws, though, and that's that's a big problem. I mean, that we have the largest prison population in the world, you know, and uh, I, yeah, and uh, apparently, according to normal, uh, marijuana arrests were down slightly last year. Um, that probably is due to more states legalizing it, I would assume. But um, yeah, there's there's so many problems with law enforcement. But you're right, Kristan, that, that would be uh, an improvement uh, and certainly um, personal liability insurance as well. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I agree with that. And the question is, is how can we implement change and... Uh, we definitely want to lead to more of an, uh, I'm an anarchist, you know, uh, for the most part, 
And I believe that people should be held self, you know, have self accountability and be able to make decisions for themselves without, you know, interference of state, especially when it comes to victimless crimes. Um, and having private police companies is a pretty interesting ideology. I know we've talked about it on the show years ago when we've had, uh, what was it in Detroit? They, they hired private police to Dale Brown. What was that? Dale Brown, right? Yeah. The threat management center. Yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure that's who we had on. And, uh, basically they went around and the local community paid for them and, uh, paid for them to protect their local community. And they, I guess, did a pretty stand up job. Now the question is, would that work for all communities? How long is it until you have a giant corporation that lobbies or, uh, gets crooked cops? But then the answer is you just hire or fire them and, uh, you get different cops in the neighborhood. So it's interesting concept. And I think it's something we should look at at the same point. I think defending the police immediately, although it sounds like a great solution can lead to some crazy chaos as we're seeing crime spike in some areas because of this. So the, the, the solution isn't as easy as we like it to think, like, or we'd like to say, to say or think. Uh, but there's a lot of, um, different paths we could take to create some form of solution. Anytime they take your tax money, obviously taxation is theft. I completely agree with that. At the same time, uh, why is it that we're in this scenario and how do we sol- solve it? How did we get here and how do we educate people that they can live without majority of these government programs? Well, I think part of the reason as to why we're here is uh because if you look, especially, if, I mean, where are the highest crime rates, right? The inner cities. Well, how did they get that bad? It's through the economic deterioration of the government specifically um, funneling or channeling money out of those areas and intentionally uh, say uh, also with say gentrification, the state intentionally um, causing economic um, deterioration in those areas. And then uh, as we've talked about before, and as, as, as you've covered, um, you know, the, the ATF, Shipping in guns to these high crime areas that'll facilitate more crime. The CIA importing drugs from Central America. Um, we know Gary Webb exposed the whole, uh, 1980s, 1990s crack epidemic was facilitated by the CIA. Um, so I think in part that's how we got here and maybe it was done intentionally to facilitate a higher police state or maybe the higher or the, you know, an enhanced police state just so happened to be a uh, a byproduct of those operations that they then later realized they could capitalize upon to facilitate even more, which led to the creation of, of a prison industrial complex, which Jason mentioned. Um, for people that don't know, the United States right now has a the highest prison population in the world, higher than Nazi Germany and Soviet Union combined. Think about that. It's that it's, <laughs> it's mind blowing, man. It is mind blowing. And the question is, is my concern with defunding the police right now is I, I think it's really um, the, the solution they want is federalization, which is going to lead to globalization. It mm-hmm. sounds great to defund the police, but when they're having these problems still, you're going to see federalization of police. You're going to see the globalization. The United Nations will get their tentacles in there. At some point, we saw that they actually came to the United States recently in New Mexico running some kind of drills. Uh, it, it won't be long until we see this federal, because that's where everything is going, is globalization because they want to remove the ideology of individuality because it, it's, it's racist to want to be an 
individual according to CRT. That's what they teach. Uh, and now if you're against CRT, they have now commissioned for the FBI to kind of look at you, come after you. And so you can't even have an opinion on that and your children and what their education is. Uh, you're, you're looked at as some kind of domestic terrorist because they're weaponizing all these terms. And I think federalization is what they really want by defunding the police. Yeah, you bring up some good points, Chris Don. And again, this this has nuance. I'm not saying that it isn't uh, a complicated conversation for sure. Um, I'm not saying, you know, overnight there needs to be this drastic change. Um, but um, considering that police are highly militarized and they've turned into the standing army that the founding far- fathers warned us about. Uh, yeah, we do need to do our best to decentralize and localize to the best of our ability. And while I agree um, the predominant trend is federalizing, we need to embrace uh, states' rights, um, and even down to our own local city and community, um, and try to, once again, yeah, localize, decentralize as much as possible. Um, and it, I think it's important, too, just to acknowledge that police actually don't have any legal obligation uh, to protect us, right? They're just here to enforce laws. And we've have uh, three examples and probably more than that over the years that have demonstrated this. Uh, the first one being Warren versus DC, which was a 1981 case that established that police basically have no legal obligation to protect individuals. Uh, 2005, there was another Supreme Court ruling. And then even as recently as 2018, uh, the Parkland shooting, a federal judge basically ruled that the sheriff's office had no legal duty to protect students. So while I agree, um, defunding the police turned into kind of like a rally cry for the left while it was kind of short-sighted. Um, if U.S. police were their own country, they would be the third highest funded army in the world. So uh, again, you know, spidey sense should be tingling, uh, red flags should be waving in your head. There's something wrong with that. And the fact that they've continued to funnel more and more funding, even when, you know, there was massive police, or excuse me, defund the police protests, uh, even city mayors like uh, the Chicago uh, Lightfoot, she funneled COVID relief funds to the local police department. I think it was $220 million. So, um, they're not being defunded as far as I can tell. And, uh, if anything, it's the opposite. Um, so I, I, maybe there was some, some, uh, legislation that, you know, cut around, cut the fat off, but otherwise it seems like they're still getting plenty of our, our hard earned tax dollars. Yeah. yeah. Because, um, the free Saul project put out an article just recently, uh, within the past few months. Uh, that showed, you know, with, despite all the, the Fox News right wing talking points that Biden is all in favor of the, the defunding and whatnot, Biden is actually providing more funding to yep. police and to racist institutions like ICE, Immigration Customs Enforcement, than Trump did. You know, yep. so he's put, he's pumping them up more than Trump did. So, you know, why isn't Fox News all up, uh, riding Biden's coattails? I don't know. Could it be the, uh, the partisan, left-right paradigm divide-and-conquer propaganda? Probably. And this kind of ties into what Jason was saying, that, you know, things have gotten a little quiet on the whole police brutality aspect of things. But I think it's mostly because of who's in office, because there are still these cases coming on and coming out just that you don't hear about them anymore because they don't serve a political use. They're not politically beneficial right now for this current administration, just like Obama deported more minorities than any other president during his term. And Trump passed more, more gun legislation and restrictive gun legislation than any other president. It's how they 
it worked the left-right paradigm uh, as far as corporatists and lobbyism and pushing these ideologies. Now that you know, like in Wisconsin, they're trying to push banning bump stock laws and everything else because of the Vegas shooting several years ago. Uh, you know, it's crazy to me that the world has gotten here. The police have got MRAPs. They now have, uh, you know, these Bearcats and military-grade suits. And they're definitely the escalation keeps getting higher and higher and more and more as the 1033 program gives out more and more goodies. But I want our listeners to know uh, Jason Bassler is our guest. If you enjoy this program and you enjoy, you want to hear more and you only caught part of this on broadcast today, you can find it in full at therundownlive.com as well as iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, KGRADB, and many other places. And uh, Jason, uh, plug your stuff real quick. Let our listeners know where they can find out about you and your podcast. You have a great podcast app, too. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah, so we're basically on every social media you could think of, although there might be a couple new ones that we're not on. But we post on 15 different social media platforms every day, Twitter, uh, Tumblr, Minds. Uh, uh, Telegram, Float.app, MeWe, Gab, Mastodon, Parlor. I mean, you name it, we're basically on there. Um, yeah, we have had a bunch of great guests. We'd love to have you on as well sometime soon, Chris Don. Um, you could go to uh, either Apple Podcast or Spotify. We're there. Otherwise, just go to thefreethoughtproject.com at the top of the website. You could subscribe. We could certainly help. Or we could use the help right now. Um, anywhere from $3 to $10 is a a monthly subscription or just any one-time donation would be wonderful. Um, otherwise, yeah, just continue sharing our information. Um, we have, you know, groups on Telegram, on, on Facebook, on MeWe. We're basically all over the place. We've tried to decentralize because we put all of our eggs in one basket before. Didn't work out so well. Yeah, instead of going to 8chan and 4chan and listening to some guy talking about bread crumbs and crumbs and bacon and cake and everything else. Go to some real news outlets. Uh, check out the ind- – what happened to all the independent news art- uh, outlets that you used to go to five years ago? Many of them are still around. You just got to search. And if you're that lazy that you don't want to search or type in the Free Thought Project in Google or the Rundown Live or Natural News or whatever it is, and you maybe not even Google, get off of Google, go to Start Page, DuckDuckGo, all these other platforms – Find your news. Don't let your, I mean, they're feeding you what they want your diet to be as far as information. You want to feed your brain with organic ideas and it'll help you grow healthy thoughts. And that's what we're here to do. Make sure you check out the Free Thought Project. I guarantee you have read some of their news articles. Uh, I guarantee that you've seen some of their news articles aggregated by bigger news sites. Uh, they've been around for a long time. So make sure you support Jason Bassler. We need people like Jason in this fight for liberty and freedom. Just because we don't all agree on everything doesn't mean we can't work together. And that's called unity. That's what they're scared of is, you know, they're scared of people coming together. They'd rather have the division. Thanks, Jason, for joining us. For our listeners out there, don't forget to check out thefreethoughtproject.com. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. Thank you, guys. Hang in there. And if you have any questions for Don and I, uh, we'll field them in the chat when we come back. What is that? A deer? Is that a bear? Wait, is that a person? At night... 
your vision drastically changes. Imagine thermal imaging and the ability to see clearly up to 1,000 yards at night. That ability is a reality with AGM Global Vision, offering high-quality thermal and night vision optics. Get crisp and clear images that are Wi-Fi compatible, recordable, and storable. AGM Global Vision has an extensive range of quality-made rifle scopes, clip-on systems, spotting scopes, binoculars, goggles, lasers, and infrared illumination. Get the edge at night with crystal clear sight. Call 928-333-4300 or visit agmglobalvision.com. Use promo code TSL and get 10% off. That's agmglobalvision.com. Hey folks, these uncertain times can cause uncertain gut slowdown. Worry and fear can wreak havoc on our digestion, making it hard to feel optimum. Bloating, less energy, and occasional constipation can slow you down in your daily activity. Try Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. Life Change Tea can help get things moving so you can get that boost of energy you need. Life Change Tea helps protect and defend your health from intruders. It's a weird time right now with all the uncertainty, so gear up and defend your health. Where do you go to purchase? Log on to GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. The specials are on the front page, and we have numerous supplements to help combat intruders. It's time to take charge of our health and to feel better in life. It's time to live. Again, GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. GetTheTea.com. It is so worth it. Get the T-T-E-A dot com. Hey everyone, Kristan T. Harris here, inviting you to watch my show, The Rundown Live, weekdays from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on KGRA Digital Broadcasting Network. Tune in to hear news you won't hear anywhere else. Feed your brain and grow ideas. Your contact for current news and trending topics. KGRADB.com. Censored by the mainstream media, the destroyer of fake news, and your host of The Rundown Live, Kristen T. Harris. Rundown Live, rundownlive.com. I'm here with my co-host Don By Jr., who has been doing a fantastic job. You know, he's become a staple around here, and there's some pretty cool news stories that I felt that we needed to go over. We have a half an hour here today. Uh, and the first one that comes to my mind out there, guys, uh, is this one here. And before we really dive into it, I want to mention Jason Bassler, great guest. Check out the Free Thought Project. Support them. Donate if you get a chance. If you want to support us here at the Rundown Live, you can go. There's a couple ways. You can check out preparewithtrl.com. Uh, we do sell uh, long-term storageable goods. We have the rundownlive.store where we have T-shirts, swag, stickers, and you can just donate. Or you can do things like sign up for Odyssey, which is free, and they donate a dollar or two right to the rundown live we got to keep the lights on here too but make sure you take care and, and visit everyone just remember every your visit is worth value because when you visit the rundown live we make ad sense off that we make you know ad, 
advertising revenue for different ads that we put on our website. So just visiting the website helps. Basic forms of activism, sharing the articles, the live streams, all that, and a whole bunch more. And uh, the story I wanted to talk about today is from Futurism.com, published this morning at 9.45 a.m. And guess what it is, Don? It's a depressed woman gets a brain implant. Says it caused oh intensely joyous sensation ever. She says the neural <laughs> electrode returned her to a life worth living. So what is this? Whenever you want to have orgasm, you just can get yourself a zap. You're like, you're like woohoo. This is like <laughs> orgasmo is like ray gun. If you've ever seen the movie Orgasmo, and by the way, I think you have to be 18 and older. It's made by the guys from South Park, Trey Parker. <laughs> But basically, it's about a superhero who has a gun that causes people to have the O word per se. And, uh, you know, is that what the, is this where we're going, where people are going to just have brain chip interplant or, or interfaces when they are depressed or we're going to get out of headband and it's going to change um, how we feel. So here's the story. A woman finally got treated for severe depression after medications failed to help, which is what most people feel, because you first you're depressed. And then they give you medication and then it works for a little while and then it wears off and then you have to get a higher dosage. And then after six months, it wears off. You have to get an even higher dosage. And then the people start going, what the hell's wrong with me? Because they never really treat the real symptoms of the issue. Why is it that they're depressed? Is it their diet? Is there, because there, there is such a thing as happy foods out there, folks, where you can eat. They actually make you feel positive and happy. What's your diet like? There's all these different things you can do to help your depression. But instead of treating the symptom or treating the core root of the problem, they want to treat the symptoms with medication. And now when that's not good enough, we're going to just put a chip in your brain. And so basically the medications failed for this individual. And in the form of small electrical pulses delivered by an electrode implant in her brain, the experimental neural implant, which delivers 300 zaps per day, represents a bold new frontier in the treatment of extreme psychiatric conditions, but as The Guardian reports, it's also made a massive sudden difference in patients' lives. And this is what she had to say, quote, my depression has been kept happy. That's my female voice. And that's allowed <laughs> me to start rebuilding a life that's worth living, the woman Sarah said at a press conference. She added that she laughed spontaneously for the first time in five years after getting her brain zapped. <laughs> you need brain zap treatment. Yeah, it's it sounds like some uh some super villain type of stuff right there, man. Just the brain zaps and everyone's gonna laugh spontaneously. It's like the Joker. You're so yes. depressed and now <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that where we're going? We're going to have some guy that's out there like Dr. Blue Screen, uh, Bill Gates, and Dr. Strange Glove working together to zap orgasms into your brain? Because that's where we're going with this because they're they, working together with Elon Musk and it'll all, it'll all be neurally centralized. <laughs> the scariest part of post genderism are the ones that want to remove gender completely and have children, uh, designed in a lab. So this way we are equal. So men will no longer have their phallic and females will no longer have their caves of love. They will all be like so shut per se and you will be designed not to have them. And if you wanted to have, you know, make hokey pokey, you put on one of these helmets like in uh, 
demolition man and you get your sexual, you know, psychological treatment and then you get the zap in the brain. Isn't that crazy that this was all in the movie Demolition Man? It seems like everything is Demolition Man these days. Like predictive programming, which, you know, I'm old enough to remember when humans grown in a lab was just a conspiracy theory. (laughs) the new treatment marks the first time that doctors have demonstrated the neural circuits involved in severe depression could be jolted back to a healthier state according to the guardian representing a potentially massive breakthrough in neurological medicine quote we haven't been able to do this kind of personalized therapy previously in psychiatry uh led researcher lead researcher and uh, and university of california san francisco clinical psychiatrist Catherine scongo told the Guardian. What a great name, Scongos. Call a girl Scongo once, see what happens to you. Quote, <laughs> this success in itself is an incredible advancement in our knowledge of the brain function and underlies mental illness. The medications failed to work, so you guess what? We'll just give them a brain chip interface, and then they'll be zapping their way to happiness. Oh, uh, yeah, man. It's, it's just, just going to be, we're going to rewire your brain. So if you're depressed, it's okay. We can go in there. We can change a few neurons around. Oh, what is this? Oh, you're a free thinker. You don't like the state. Well, we can rewire that while we're in there too. Don't worry about it. Yeah, never mind. Just go get your zap. And what happens uh, if somebody hacks your brain chip interface? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, and you're like, whoa! You're just walking around <laughs> like Yoda, just happy all the day. Oh. <laughs> Is that your Yoda impersonation? Imagine being on a date and you have like an amp to hack the girl's brain and all of a sudden she's like, woo. <laughs> well, no, they'll, she they'll sends start having zaps you back, you know. Yeah, they'll start having premiums where you hack it and just like give her an instant O while you're at dinner. And she's like, this is what it's like. <laughs> uh, I've never known, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, But it's real. I mean, the idea of having your brain chip interface hacked that's a realistic issue. That could really yeah. happen. It's creepy, man. It, it's really creepy. You know, when we start talking about a lot of this transhumanist agenda stuff, I know uh, Derek Bros, James Corbett have done a lot of good work covering um, just a lot of the weird technocracy, transhumanist type stuff that's been uh, happening. I mean, you know, we had people like uh, Rockefeller before he finally kicked the bucket a few years ago. You know, he had five or no, seven, seven different heart transplants to try to keep him ticking like that. It's crazy. He's it's, like, give me all of them. I'll take the bamboo heart. We'll try to pig one next. And uh, let, let, we'll lose that healthy person. Just, but we'll try one of those. Give me all the hearts. We'll just put them on ice. And we'll just- yeah. Repl- well, all that's the, humanism is. It's replacing all the hearts and, and all the baby's blood, the young people's blood. And don't think that's a conspiracy theory. We have articles about that on Free Thought Project, too. Oh, there are there are cons- there are companies like very high, like falluting companies, look this extremely rich people. Yeah. Um, look up. Go to freethoughtproject.com. Go into the um the search bar. Um, just uh. I think you can just type in blood because we don't have a lot of articles with that keyword in the uh, in the the thing. But it's like there is a company, this article we put out a few years ago, like 2018, that this company gets like from hospitals and whatnot, young people blood, and they charge high ass premiums for rich people to get like infusions of blood that matches their own blood type. Um, yeah, there it is, right there. Yeah, Don, I'm gonna let you talk about this for a second. Give me a moment. I gotta, I have an emergency here for a second. Just, uh, oh, to people here. No worries. But I hear it is mainstream media now openly reporting the elite lining up to ingest the blood of children. 
Yeah, it's it's absolutely creepy as hell. Yeah, like I said, uh, 2018 it came out, and um, you know, so there are companies that pay that rich people can pay to have the blood of young people, the blood of children, like intravenously transferred into their bodies. So this whole conspiracy theory back in the day that you know the rich ingesting the young or the blood of the young, not a theory anymore. And you know that's just one of the main things. One of the bigger things that's really, really creepy when you start to, to really look at the deeper uh, sort of cultish aspects of the ruling uh, elite, you know, because we have people like, uh, you know, they'll go to Bohemian Grove and do these mock sacrifices or so-called mock human sacrifices. I'm not I'm not going to say that they outright sacrifice people because, you know, I'm I'm all about tangible evidence. I haven't seen tangible evidence of that. Is it possible? Yeah, sure. These people are. Awful human beings, they're war criminals that facilitate genocide for corporate profit. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're doing child sacrifices, but they're certainly involved in, uh, you know, child trafficking and pedophilia. They're all, they're all involved with Epstein and, uh, was it Jimmy Savile, the, basically the UK's version of Epstein. And, you know, so they're tied up with all that. They're ingesting the blood of the young. They're doing all this weird, uh, Abramovic spirit cooking, like we learned about in the, uh, in the WikiLeaks for, for the, the Clintons and the Podestas, a lot of weird crap goes on behind these people's closed doors. And, and as weird, as crazy as it is to think about, I don't think we've even seen half of it. I don't think we've even seen a fraction of it um, from what has come out versus all that actually goes on. You know, we really have no idea just how sick these people are. And uh, it's it's concerning. It's very, very concerning. I actually forgot Kristan wasn't here for a minute. Um, <laughs> I wish I actually had the ability to like scroll the article. I would read some of it to you guys, but I do not have it pulled up on my screen at the moment. I might be able to. And if not, I'm just going to try to ramble on uh, until he gets back. But thankfully, I do have Free Thought Project um, bookmarked on my laptop, so hopefully it decides it wants to open. And, uh, you know, let me just close this window. Not cool. Um, we can just try to go over some of, uh, some of our other crazy articles today until, uh, Oh, absolutely. This whole, yeah, people drinking, oh. though. That's where we are. Sorry about that. Okay. There you go. I, I was just trying to buy time. <laughs> oh, it's interesting because you're like, I've heard like rumors that Peter Thiel and like allegedly people were doing, you know, taking baby's blood and having transfusions, but I didn't think that like it was getting popular. But Peter Thiel, the billionaire co-founder of PayPal, advisor to Donald Trump, told Inc. magazine, I think there are a lot of these things that have been strangely underexplored, but it's no longer an experiment with just mice. The startup company by Jesse Carmazan called Ambrosia is doing this with humans and the rich are lining up to get baby blood. Let's look this up. Ambrosia is the name of the company. Yeah, it's 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 like I was telling the the rest of the audience, it's really creepy, bro. Like uh I don't know if you were able to hear uh some of what I was talking to them about, but like you know, you really start to think about you have people lining up with these companies to ingest the blood of the young. You have like uh, mock human sacrifice rituals happening at Bohemian Grove, the cultish aspects of like the Epstein child trafficking thing, and they're all tied into pedophilia. 
who knows just how sick these people really are. You know, they got the spirit cooking with Abramovic and all that. Like it's oh, hanging out at Bohemian Grove, Grove all tied up to the IV here. We think they're doing satanic <laughs> having blood transfusions, trying to reverse aging. You know, Hillary Clinton all of a sudden is looking younger. <laughs> is there any science that suggests that this actually works? Uh, I, I have no idea. I haven't looked into any of the science behind it, but I mean, if it, if the, if the rich and powerful are willing to dump thousands upon thousands of dollars into it, you know, you got to think that it's, yeah, there's something to it, you know. Okay. <laughs> That's just messed up. Anyways, heading on to some more news on the te- no, technological aspect. Uh, light show goes wrong when drones start plummeting out of the sky. Organizer claims there was foul play. Uh, so they were doing a, um, you know, nighttime drone shows. You've seen them where they like make Santa Claus or Sagittarius in the sky or shoots an arrow, <laughs> with a bunch of drones just rearranging and changing colors. And an eerie bit of imagery, drones literally started raining from the sky in Zhengzhou, a city of 10 million people in the Chinese province of Henan. Videos shared on social media show a constellation of drones starting to quickly lose altitude before clattering down on the ground. Onlookers could be seen jumping out of the way to avoid getting struck by drones falling from the sky. Here's a little we will show you on the screen here. Uh, look at it. Look, literally, it looks like drones falling from the sky. It's exactly. It looks like it's raining drones. Oh, wow. So. Wonder what the foul will play. Maybe the government was like, uh, we're going to just take these down here. All these drones just flying in the sky. Well, whose, whose drones were they? Were they like people's drones or were they like state drones for some like what was that? What was going on here? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I'm trying to find out. It looks like obviously a drone show. They're trying to do some kind of light show in the sky. Um, it says, oh, there's another picture. More and more drones came off. Okay, it says the incident involved 200 drones, which were up in the sky, forming the name of a nearby shopping mall, according to Vice. Spectators then started shouting, warning of falling drones at the scene and uh, descended in chaos. More and more drones came up, uh, and spectator told Vice, some flew very far away and some hit trees. And here, here's a, I, we'll put it on the screen. This is what it was doing is making, Images in the sky and spelling, obviously, uh, the mall. And as you can see, all these drones just started falling. I wonder what would cause drones to all just randomly fly in different directions and start following, falling. Does that, is there some kind of government, would you think, weapon that would cause drones to just sporadically fall from the sky and fly in different areas? Well, I mean, it, it's possible that, you know, because they're, you know, they're electronic uh, devices, they could just pump like a directed EMP in there and just cause them to short circuit. Yeah, that could very well be, but it's pretty interesting. Foul play, while the exact cause of the failure has yet to be confirmed, rumors are now swirling that a rival drone maker was interfering. The show's organizer reported that the incident to local police alleging a competitor was at fault, causing the drones to fall out of the sky by overwhelming their navigation systems using transmitters, according to Drone DJ. Uh, it's not the first time drones rained down from the sky in October of 2018, 46 drones plummeted from the sky during a display over Victoria Harbor in Hong Kong. So it's funny that this is happening in China. I just thought it was a little bit of an interesting article. You're out there checking out the drone show, and all of a sudden uh, it starts to rain drones. Just crazy to me. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, isn't it weird that China just seems to be a hotbed for a lot of weird stuff? 
I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, like, we saw, you know, not even counting the whole COVID thing, like, that's a completely different conversation to have, but, you know, we have the drone stuff, like, they're doing stuff with, uh, with robots, didn't they do that, uh, like, the artificial sun that they did at one point, and yes. then a few years ago, then a few years ago, like, one of the largest UFO sightings in the world was over, like, what, Hong Kong Airport or Beijing International Airport, something like that. Hundreds of people saw it. The video went viral. It's like a lot, so much weird stuff like that, you know? Yeah, it, it gets weirder and weirder the more we start researching things, obviously talking about unexplained aircraft. At some point, uh, we'll probably have some UFO experts on this program. We've had a few on, Richard Dolan. Uh, Lee Spiegel, there, there's just uh, Mark D'Antonio, top astronomist, has been on this program talking about just things we can't explain in the sky. It's weird. It's weird. In another weird news, an activist post has this story. Laser tech used to wirelessly power a 5G base station can transmit hundreds of watts over hundreds of meters through the air. Hmm. American opposition to 5G deployment has been ongoing due to the variety of concerns, including cybersecurity, public safety, and health, like economic and environmental risks. In fact, lawsuits have been filed against deployed or against deployment on Earth uh, and in space. Of course, there are health and environmental risks associated with 4G and others. Sources of wireless radiation, too. Additionally, reviews have indicated that 4G services is still more private, reliable, and secure than 5G, which I've talked about before, where I have four bars of 5G and I can't get Internet, but I had one bar of 4G and I still could go on the Internet. It seems to be not as good. But uh, Ericsson and PowerLite use optical beaming for wireless-powered 5G base station. The demonstration used an Ericsson wireless 5G base station and laser technology to transmit hundreds of watts through the air. Ericsson and PowerLite demonstrated what they claim to be the world's first wirelessly-powered 5G base station in Seattle. Hmm, get those waves. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of concerns with uh with regard to 5G, I know I've covered uh, quite a bit of it. And uh, for the people that really aren't like fully aware of it, or if you just think like, oh, the, the concerns about 5G is just all these crazy conspiracy theorists people. I know Waking Times um, has done, uh, they've put out a good number of articles, but also Derek Bros of uh, Conscious Resistance Network yeah. has, uh, he did a great, uh, thing, I think he did a full documentary about it, um, about the, the potential dangers of 5G and, you know, kind of how it interconnects into the, uh, you know, the arising technocracy. And, you know, like I mentioned the other day, how, you know, things like the Smart Cities Initiative and, uh, you know, all these other things uh, with regard to, uh, you know, the sort of the technocratic push of the new Great Reset, really none of it is possible without 5G. And that's not to say that, like, you know, greater speeds of Internet and connectivity, like, that's not to say it's an inherently bad thing, but it's just like, there are very obviously agendas at play where they want to use it for nefarious agendas. So it can be a positive thing uh, if utilized correctly. But as with government and, and how government typically does, uh, especially once they start getting, you know, canoodling with these uh, evil corporations, uh, they clearly have ulterior agendas as well. Yeah, here's another interesting after Facebook, big tick outages, maybe doomsday scenario and future cl- conflict analysis I think we talked about that uh, briefly. Um, also, interesting stories. We're getting into the last 10 minutes of things that we talked about recently that we mentioned that may come to fruition. 
uh, cryptos, uh, where is it? I pulled up the wrong article. Hey, uh, where are we? And here it is. Fed, this is a zero hedge. Fed prepares to launch a review of central bank digital currency that could render cash privacy obsolete. We've talked about this recently. I just wanted to give our listeners and viewers uh, some updates on that. And they're looking to uh, maybe make it legitimatized. I know they were talking about it's a long ways down, but it could happen or start to happen overnight. The wheels are in motion for uh, the Federal Reserve to get their tentacles on the cryptocurrency market. And I think that's going to cause the market to crash quite a bit because of the fact is once the Fed gets involved, you can't rely on uh, the market being fair. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like we were talking about yesterday. You know, the Federal Reserve, um, private central banking cabal, just trying to uh, rig the new economy. Because I think that's that's why there's so much of a buzz about it uh, amongst like these, uh, you know, top sort of bankster economists, and there's a concern about it and a push for these, uh, you know, digital uh, banking currencies. Uh, it is because they realize that the alternative economy that cryptocurrency uh, could very potentially be the catalyst for, and in some capacities we're already seeing that, is a threat to their centralized control uh, over finances. Yeah, I agree. And what they could do is pump the CD or the central banking digital currency to stabilize markets so they could dump a whole lot of it. And Bitcoin, when Bitcoin is up, they could sell a whole bunch to keep it down. And that works for any cryptocurrency. That's much like if the Fed wanted to inject a bunch of trillions of dollars to control Wall Street, they could be doing that as well. But uh, another quick story, uh, NBA stars, stars continue to talk out. Andrew Wiggins felt kind of forced to get the vaccine. Vaccine says people no longer own their bodies. The Golden State Warriors star was one of the most vocal critics of the NBA about getting vaccinated, but finally relented in order to be allowed to play home games and other games and locations with mandates. However, that doesn't mean he's pumped. Golden State Andrew Wiggins has been vaccinated and will be available for all games this season. Uh, isn't that interesting? They're trying to make players not available if they don't want to get jabbed. You don't no longer own your body. Uh, interesting story. U.S. Army investigating after Confederate flag is raised at the barracks in Germany. Anonymous releases data on Texas GOP in latest epic hack dump. Anon has been dropping hack dumps, and this is by none other than Mikhail Thalen. Pretty interesting. Uh, he made the front of Drudge Report, former InfoWars uh, person, and we were just talking about him, weren't we, Mikhail Thalen? Uh, hackers yeah. operating under the banner of Anonymous have released more data from Epic, the controversial web hosting company known for offering refuge to far right in a press release titled You Lost the Game. The hacktivist group announced on Monday part three of what it dubbed Operation Epic Fail. The latest leak is alleged to contain more bootable disk images of Epic servers, as well as data backup linked to the Republican Party of Texas, which is said to include private documents, draft articles that didn't make the narrative cut, and the Texas GOP website had been defaced by anonymous and retaliation for the state's controversial abortion ban on September 11th. And it, I found it weird because I thought anonymous was always an anarchist philosophy. Well, that's the thing about anonymous is that, like, you know, People do need to keep in mind that they're they're not a massive centralized group like with a with a uh, an organized hierarchy or power structure. It's like pretty much anybody with like hacking capability and the knowledge of how to 
mask their online presence can claim to be anonymous. And that's kind of how it was set up to be just like super decentralized. But the problem with that, as we're seeing, is like since anyone can kind of carry that banner of anonymous, you have people that kind of go rogue and do certain things and like – you know, people start to associate every major, like anybody that carries the flag of anonymous as representative of the group as a whole. And with anonymous particularly is not necessarily the case. I mean, I know people who are affiliated with anonymous who are straight up anarchist, you know, anti-state, uh, you know, nonpartisan leaning, just like, you know, F the establishment. Um, you know, but then we get examples of, uh, you know, stuff like this where it's very clearly, uh, partisan motivated. So it's, uh, you know, the nuance of understanding exactly what anonymous is for the general public is, is, uh, pretty important. And their websites, Anon HQ, which was what used to be the, I think the head Anon website, they've aggregated the rundown live stuff, multiple articles over the years. And we've, we've actually had a few of the hackers on this program. Um, and you can look up those old episodes. They're available in the Rundown Live podcast app. By the way, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. Jason Bassler, the Free Thought Project. Uh, our guest co-host, Don Bai Jr., has been doing a wonderful job joining us every day. And I like that sometimes he just doesn't agree because that's what the show is about, is bringing different viewpoints and showing that people can come together regardless if we don't agree all the time. It's crazy to think that they want you to be just like everybody else, the collectivists out there. We don't even I don't even like everybody else, to be honest. But Don Bai Jr., please let people know where they can find your stuff. You can definitely find me on Telegram at Break the Matrix News, Break the Matrix News uh, on Telegram. The main page is called Break the Matrix, but the handle is at Break the Matrix News. You can also find me, of course, uh, doing stuff for Free Thought Project. Um, check out the FreeThoughtProject.com. Go to FreeThoughtProject.com forward slash store and check out our swag. We've got T-shirts. Uh, we got hoodies. We got all sorts of gear available, stickers, tote bags, mugs, you name it. We got hats. Um, so definitely subscribe, you know, contribute if you can. It would be very much appreciated. Um, you can find me on MeWe. Um, if you're still on, uh, the, the down platforms, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, you know, break the matrix is on Facebook. Um, you can give me a follow on Facebook. Please don't send me a friend request though, because I'm kind of particular about that. But you know, you can still follow my account. I do post stuff publicly for like news coverage. Um, but you go can find Break the Matrix um, on Minds, on myself personally, on MeWe, Telegram. Sometimes I'm active on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, that's the way it is. You guys support Don by Junior. Uh, that's how we're here. I want to shout out to Wayne in the chat, Andy in the chat, Bobby in the chat, people we didn't get a chance to say hi to. Uh, people said, uh, I was listening on KGRADB until you said you're on Rockfin. Thanks, Wayne, for joining us. Follow us on Rockfin, rockfin.com forward slash the Rundown Live. Subscribe to KGRADB.com. Visit the Rundown Live. Uh, support us. Donate. We can't do it. We're a 100% listener funded, so we need your support. Drop tips in the chat. You can also go to the rundownlive.store, pick up a I Survived the Coronavirus shirt and or some of the other swag we have out there, stickers and more. We'll be back tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. And we may have another guest tomorrow. We'll, we'll see who what we have going on, what the news is going on. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Don't forget to look at yourself in the mirror. Remind yourself that you love yourself. Eat healthy foods that make you happy and do something wonderful for someone out there. 
today that you haven't talked to in a long time or somebody you've never met before. I'm your host, Chris Don T. Harris. I'm here with Don Bai Jr., our co-host today. And we'll be back tomorrow on the RundownLive.com. Stay blessed.